Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm talking about the movie that I've been waiting to see for a lot of years here. The New Mutants is finally out. This movie has been delayed for year after year after year. One thing after another delay in this movie and then Disney ends up buying Fox and that just delays the movie even further. One thing after another but eventually now finally we can see the new mutants and here is the review. Let's get into this. What's the last thing you remember, Danny? He said we had to run. The reason you survived is because you're a very uncommon girl. You're not alone. Not anymore. Do you know what mutants are? The new mutants. Five young mutants just discovering their abilities for the first time are captured and placed in a facility that they claim is a hospital, but I mean, guess what? It ain't no hospital. And so these five uh, unconventional superhero kind of characters have to come together despite their differences to uh, escape from this imprisonment. Would anyone like to share their first time? Rain? I was 13. I thought it was a dream. I just lost control. Sam? I started panicking. People got hurt. Roberto? My girlfriend had burned her. Ileana? I killed 18 men. One by one. Themes, messages, ideas. This is the part of the show where I look at what are the themes that the the new mutants movie is telling us here. Uh, and this is the kind of movie uh, you watch it and you go, okay, I I don't think it's it's trying to be particularly deep. It it didn't seem particularly deep to me, and it wasn't. It didn't seem like it had like any kind of uh, real big agenda or anything of that nature necessarily. But there is the the theme of, uh, well, have you ever heard the, the story of, like, the, the two wolves, you know, there's the two wolves warring inside you, uh, you know, and, you know, one's evil, and then one's good, and then, you know, which one wins, ultimately, uh, is the one that you feed, right, is that's that, that whole parable, kind of, well, basically, they, they tell, basically, a variation on that parable in this movie, and, that's kind of that that kind of seems to be an overarching theme of this movie which i would generally say is is correct i think generally speaking that that parable is correct you know there's the you know the the dual natures inside of you you know there's the 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 good nature of you longing for god and then you have the the nature of we're sinful and we're a sinful man, and we just play into that all the time, and we lean into that all the time. And then if you feed that sinful nature, that's only going to get worse. Whereas if you, uh, you know, if you spend time in the Word, you read the Bible, and all this kind of stuff, uh, and you you spend time praying and all this kind of stuff, then uh, 
then that's feeding, you know, the good wolf, and the good wolf could, you know, win ultimately. And uh, I, I mean, I think generally speaking, yes, that is that is true. That's that's one of the reasons why you should be in the Word every day. That's one of the reasons why you should pray and, and talk to God every day and every stuff. At the same time, though, you know, that alone doesn't can't really save us or can't make us, you know, quote unquote good because. Uh, because we all have a, a sinful nature, you know, biblically speaking, we're all born sinful, so we will, uh, I guess we'll just continually feed that sinful, uh, wolf more than we feed the good wolf, you know, and then ultimately that's a, a path that leads to destruction and a path that you can only get out of with, uh, God's help. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, that's a, an idea that I would agree with. You, of course, have your, uh, you know, token homosexual uh, characters in here, you know, and so, you know, that's that's a theme that's, uh, I mean, it's it's touched on, basically, you know, it's, it's here to be there, and it's here to say, hey, look, here's this uh, lifestyle, and this lifestyle is good and okay, and all this kind of stuff, too. If you want to hear me get into uh, homosexuality in a uh, deeper context, go check out my Last of Us Part 2 review. I mean, not, not a lot really to dive into here, not a lot of deep-thinking stuff in this movie, but that is uh, one thing that popped out to me there. This isn't a hospital, it's a cage. It's important we find out your power so we can help you get better. So after all this time, after years of waiting and, and I mean, for me personally, kind of years of anticipation, my anticipation has definitely dwindled over the years, but, but years of anticipation for this movie, I, I've been looking forward to this one, to finally watching this one, but after all that, it ends up getting 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is like, oof, okay, uh, that's, it's not, not looking good, but I watched this movie and I gotta say, I think, I think that's low. This is not the stellar, amazing movie that it, it, I think it could have been, but I think, I think it deserves to be higher than that. Let's get into what I like about this movie, and a large part of this is the characters. Let's just start with my favorite character here. Anya Taylor-Joy plays Islana, Ilana Rasputin, aka she's magic from the comic books. And I already really like this character in the comic books, and so I was looking forward to seeing her on the big screen, and she's awesome. She, I, she, she's the best part of this movie for me. Like, pretty much everything that has to do with her character is pretty much the best stuff that's in this movie. So, uh, in case you don't know, she can, like, teleport between uh, some, like, dimensions and stuff, and she has this awesome glowing sword and stuff. She's the brother of Colossus in the Marvel comic books. Uh, they don't mention Colossus at all in this movie. I'm assuming she's not the bro the sister, by the way, sister of Colossus. I'm assuming she's not the sister of Colossus in the movies, though at this point it doesn't really matter because all those X-Men movies are done anyway. So if you want her to be the sister, I mean, she can be the sister in your headcanon. I guess, but there's no, uh, <laughs> there's nothing here that really tells us that whether she actually is or not in the movies, uh, but just a fantastic uh, performance from Anya Taylor-Joy here, uh, playing this character that is very mean, very, 
unlikable in some ways, you know, the way she is, uh, you know, very antagonistic towards everybody, but, uh, but she does it in a way that is, I think, very true to this character from the comic books, and, uh, in a, in a way that, you know, by the time the movie comes to a close, you are rooting for that character as well, and I, I really liked her, and then she has some of the, the best action sequences in the movie, some fantastic stuff there, man, I do, like, I, I wish we would get to see more of this version of magic, and really, I wish, I wish we would have gotten a sequel to this movie, which I, I'm just automatically assuming that's not going to happen with the selling it to Disney and all that kind of stuff, but, I wish we could have gotten a sequel to this movie because I would have liked to see the some of these characters continued on further and continued into a movie ultimately that is better than this one. Uh, Massey Williams plays uh, Wolfbane from the comic books. She can turn back and forth into a wolf. She's like a, a werewolf-ish kind of character-ish. And... She is also a pretty, pretty cool character here. There's, there's a, a lot of different characters that are from the comic books here. I mean, you got Magic, you got Wolfsbane, you got Cannonball, you got Sunspot, and you got Moonstar. Uh, Moonstar kind of acts as the, the main character of the movie here. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I think this is a, a good core cast of characters. I like this kind of weird offbeat team that they ultimately kind of have to become in this movie. It's an interesting group of, of characters and an interesting group of uh, superpowers here as well, I think. It's, uh, some of these characters, these characters are kind of hit and miss from how much I know them uh, in the comic books. I already really liked Magic. I've heard of Cannonball, you know, I've, I've heard of Moonstar. I didn't really know too much about them already. Wolfsbane, I, I know a little bit about, you know, but it's like, I, these are characters that I only know kind of vaguely in the comics uh, apart from Magic. And I really like her character. So some of this stuff that's kind of popping up in here is like, okay, I don't know if this is from the comic book or not, but there is some uh, pretty decent character development, I think, with each of these characters around. And some and some cool kind of lore built up around some of these characters that, that I really liked. My favorite of which, of course, being Magic. I think they, she's the best character in this movie by far, in my opinion. <laughs> So they're going for kind of a, a horror movie angle with this one, which is interesting. Uh, and and it doesn't quite ever get to being real scary for me personally, uh, but I, I like the style that they're going for. They got kind of the the creepy, creepy atmospheric style that, you know, that, that's kind of hanging over this place that is uh, decently effective. And then you have some really cool horror imagery that is in this movie that I, I did really like. The story ultimately is fine. The story is okay. Uh, it's, it's really pretty much what you would expect from this story. You know, you see what's going on at the beginning of the movie and you're like, okay, it's gonna more or less play out like this. You know that, you know, these characters that are all kind of divided and, you know, mad at each other and all this kind of stuff. And you, you kind of see how this story is going to progress throughout the movie. And there's not a lot that really diverges from that. The story is, I would say, fairly generic, but it's it's fine. It's suitable enough to, to get you through the movie. It didn't, it didn't seem like anything egregious to me. It was just like nothing 
nothing special at all, really. Uh, t- to me, the the biggest problem with this movie is is the main character. Ultimately, I I enjoyed all the characters, but but she is the least interesting character of the group. Like if they're choosing the one lead character to follow. She was the least interesting character of the group, in my opinion. She's fine. She's suitable. And when she mixes into the the group, she mixes in fairly well, I think. But ultimately, that's not the character that I would have chosen to be the lead character. I probably would have chosen Cannonball, honestly. I think, though I will say, that Cannonball's accent swayed all over the place. Sometimes he was like this real southern kind of accent and sometimes it was just like whatever accent the actor has or something. That went just that that swung wildly in a in a way that was extremely noticeable to me. So that's that's not very good. But I mean that said, he he was a more interesting character and not as uh not as kind of dark of a character, I would say, as, uh, like, Magic. You know, Magic is my favorite character out of the group, but she shouldn't have been the main character. I mean, if she was, it probably would have been a cool thing anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but I think Cannonball probably would have been the better protagonist. I just found some of his backstory and stuff that they uh, presented with his character more interesting than, uh, than Moonstar ultimately though some of the stuff they ultimately did with Moonstar I thought was very cool I'm gonna I'm gonna do a spoiler section after this where I, I talk about a few different things uh, in spoiler detail just to talk about some of these things more specifically that I, I enjoyed in the movie a lot of the stuff that I enjoyed in this movie I think is the stuff directly from the comic books there's there's things in the comic books where like you know, I was looking at magic, I was looking at, you know, certain other characters, and I'm like, alright, I know you are connected to this. I was looking at Moonstar. I know you are connected to this. Is this gonna happen, or is this gonna show up? Is this what that thing you hinted at is gonna be? And then, when they follow through on some of those comic booky kind of things, I'm going, dude, that is really cool. And maybe that's one of the the bigger reasons I enjoyed this movie more than, like, the critics did. The critics watched this movie as someone that's just purely just watching the movie, right? They, they, for the most part, I'm going to say most of the critics don't have any real connection with the comic books very much. And so they don't go, oh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this character appears or I'm hoping that this thing happens or something to kind of show, you know, what's going on as far as the comic book stuff goes. I enjoyed all that stuff happening in this movie and all that stuff popping up in this movie, whereas I think the movie itself is somewhat generic as far as the story goes and and where everything goes. I think that could have been better, it could have been more intriguing ultimately, because ultimately as it was going on, I wasn't like constantly, oh, what's going on, what's good, you know, this is crazy, it was like, I, I more or less have a guess as to what is going on and that, that pretty much was it. But when all this crazy comic book stuff started happening, uh, that was all very fun and very cool. Maybe we're past that point. Maybe we should be past the point where when I see something new that I've never seen from the comic books on the big screen, I shouldn't be like, oh, that's really cool and give it a point for that or whatever. But hey, you're listening to me and I like comic books, so what can I say? This is, this is, what's, this is what you're getting right here. All in all, the New Mutants... I enjoyed it. It's not amazing. It's it, it definitely I think could have been better. But I liked some of these characters. I liked some of the action. I liked the way that they brought some of the uh, the comic booky stuff 
that that the weird comic booky stuff that you don't always get in the comic book movies into this movie in a in a fun way i thought ultimately this movie it's trying to be kind of a, a young ya audience that's the audience it's trying to have and ultimately i think it hits that fairly well i think that audience would probably enjoy this movie and so overall it could have been better i i wish it was a little better i wish it was a little bit scarier and stuff but overall i enjoyed the new mutants i saw something i don't think she wanted me to see Here to get better. The New Mutants is rated PG-13 for violent content, some disturbing bloody images, some strong language, thematic elements, and suggestive materials. Uh, I would give it a 4 out of 5 stars on the enjoyability scale. This place takes your greatest fear and makes you live through it until it kills you. Is there? We can get out of this together. Helixeries Podcast is a proud member of the Christian Geek Central Network, a hub of all kinds of cool Christian geeky stuff from around the web that's all funneled to ChristianGeekCentral.com. All right, I'm going to dive into some spoilers here. So just spoiler warning for the new mutants right here. If you haven't seen the movie or if you don't care, just listen onward or don't listen onward at your own discretion. Here we go. Alright, so I just have a couple things, really, that I, I want to talk about in the spoiler section here. And, I mean, first off, we can talk about the demon bear that shows up. Now, I knew Moonstar was, like, connected to the demon bear. I don't know how all that works. I don't know much of anything about the demon bear in the comic books other than the fact that it's, like, a big bear that's, like, supernatural or, uh, or something. I mean, in this one... It's not exactly supernatural. They call him the demon bear, but he's not exactly supernatural. He's, uh, uh, well, he's from a different dimension made up in Moonstar's mind or something along those lines. I don't know if that's how Moonstar's powers work in the comics. Uh, Moonstar is a character that I just kind of vaguely know in the comic books. And so, you know, I, I don't know if she can just create things with her mind in the other dimension and then bring them over into our dimension or something. That's kind of what it seemed like in this movie, uh, which is kind of an interesting power. Ultimately, Demon Bear was, was pretty cool, you know, when he came over and was fighting all of them. All of them had to team up against this giant bear, smoky bear monster. That was pretty cool. And, uh, so, so I did enjoy that whole ending fight sequence in the movie and everything. But dude, specifically, the thing I wanted to talk about is Lockheed in this movie. Yes, he is in this movie. Oh my goodness. So, and if you don't know, in the comic books, uh, Magic has a pet dragon. I mean, for the most part, I more know Lockheed as Kitty Pride's pet dragon 
But for and they're not pet. They're like friends or whatever. Because the dragon's smart and all this kind of stuff. So it's you know call him a pet or whatever. But you know, uh, sidekick dragon. And uh, so in in the movie. She shows up and she has this puppet that she kind of uses as a as a, a way to talk to people or she'll talk to it and kind of stuff like that. And so I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Uh, th- this is the direction they're taking Lockheed. It's like, okay, I guess I, guess I can see that if you want to take the movie, you know, you want to be a bit more down to earth with the movie or something that, that you just kind of, it, it's more of a reference to Lockheed rather than it is having Lockheed be an actual character. But then I'm like, please, I, I totally want a, a live action Lockheed, right? Like a live action little dragon flying around there with magic. And then that totally happens at the end of the movie when the, the other dimension and everything is opening up, everything's coming out, the demon bear comes out, and here's Lockheed, a, a fire-breathing dragon that is flying around with magic awesome i loved that. that that was the one of the parts in the movie where i was like i was so happy that they actually went to that very weird comic book place that that they actually hey look she actually has this dragon that she talks to and like this you know talking with the the little puppet and all that kind of stuff it's like i i love that stuff that that was awesome that is the main thing in this movie that i was like dude this is why i need to talk spoilers because i love that they actually had lockheed in here as a real dragon there with magic magic with her giant uh glowing sword and everything extremely cool very very cool i I love that stuff some of the action in there uh also very cool amidst the the demon bear and all that kind of stuff I don't know what the weird, like, slender man-looking people with the giant mouths, angry mouths, that are, uh, that are magic's nightmare. I don't know what those are supposed to be. Is that, like, the, this ver- movie's version of the brood or something? I, I don't know, uh, but, but the, those, those were really interesting. Those, that, that was some interesting imagery there, and, of course, those come along with, uh, with magic, who, again, is just... The best character in this movie. I wish, uh, you know, I kind of wish they were making another one of these movies just for for this character. Um, but anyway, ultimately, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't think it was as bad as apparently critics are saying. I haven't really uh, heard any anybody else's reviews of it. Uh, I just saw the Rotten Tomatoes score was way down that low, and I was like, man, that's that's way lower than I than I would have thought it would be. I honestly, I thought it would be like maybe in the fifties, you know? So that way it's like, you know, it's like, I get why some people don't like it, but it's not like it's a bad movie really. And, uh, that, that's ultimately where I come down on it. I think, you know, it's, it's somewhere there in the middle. Someone like me is going to like a little bit more, you know, someone else is probably going to like it less, but ultimately I don't really think it's a bad movie by any means and I I enjoyed it ultimately uh yeah so that's it that's it for this time guys coming up soon here uh, a review of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure uh that whole series I'm gonna do a review of that entire trilogy there because the final one just came out and uh yeah looking forward to that that's all for this time guys this is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast signing out bye bye guys <laughs>